TalkLine Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community. And you're listening to the TalkLine Network over WVIP 93.5 FM HD2, New Rochelle, New York. We are America's only Jewish radio program on regular broadcast radio on the Internet and digital platforms. Enjoy. Jay Booksbaum here on behalf of MASK, and MASK has been around for nearly 25 years addressing the needs of the community in addiction and other challenges that families face throughout uh, the metropolitan and even across the world. And you'd wonder why Jay Booksbaum from Kedem would be promoting MASK, and I'll tell you why, because we're very sensitive here that this is a problem that needs to be addressed and that drinking responsibly is how you have to do it, if at all. So Jay Booksbaum here telling you that Mass has been around for 25 years almost, uh, addressing 113,000 families over those 25 years. Please, now is the time to donate at maskparents.org. That's maskparents, with an S, dot org. And if you need help, they are the most wonderful resource to go to, point you in the right direction. Call Mask at 718 758 zero four zero zero and don't forget to tune in to the mask show every thursday night on seb brenner's wsnr 620 a.m and wvip on the fm at 93.5 in hd2 this is jay booksbaum on behalf of mask that's right urging you to please donate today to maskparents.org gonna do with our children? What are we gonna do to show we care? How are we gonna be there for our children when they feel that life has just not been that fair? Good evening and welcome back to Mask's weekly radio show on Family Matters. Mask, mothers and fathers aligned, saving kids, kids of all ages and all stages for all struggles. If you know someone that needs a referral for a therapist, an inpatient or outpatient program or clinic, whether it's for mental health or addiction, please give us a call, 718-758-0400. I'll repeat the number. You may want to jot it down for yourself, a neighbor, a friend, Maybe someone you sit next to and she'll usually. Our number is strictly confidential, 718-758-0400. Tonight, I'm happy to have back with us somebody that's been on our show before, and that is Sarahana Radcliffe, who's a psychologist for over 40 
five years. And she addresses parenting, marital issues. She addresses reducing anxiety and improved mood, reducing anger. And she's also an author. And tonight, I'm so happy to welcome you, Bex, for we will be talking about your new book on ticks. Welcome on our show once again. How are you, Sarah Hannah? I'm fine. Thank you, Baruch Hashem. Yeah, and so happy to be here with Masks. You know, uh, such a wonderful organization with such an amazing mandate to help everybody. So, so happy to be part of it. Thank you. Well, it's always nice to have you on. So, you want to tell everybody why you wrote a book on ticks? <laughs> it's such an important topic that very few speak about. And I was wondering if you could also just give a, what is a tick disorder, please? Sure. Um, I'll, I'll answer the second question first, okay? A tick is, um, it can be as simple as, what it's an unwanted movement or sound, or it's also an unnecessary, purposeless sort of random movement or sound, like blinking for no reason or twitching, um, Turn, uh, jerking the body, those, you know, um, grunting or coughing repetitively when there's no reason for all of this. And it can be a one kind of thing, like a single sound, um, a squeaking noise that a child makes, or a whistling sound. Or it could be one movement, like a twist of the body, um, raising the shoulder, um, a lip movement. Or it could be very complex, a series of movements where the hand is reaching out to grab something or someone, or the person is jumping or skipping um, or banging their head or hitting themselves. It can be uh, any kind of movement or sound. If it's only one of those, like a movement or a sound, it's going to be called a tick disorder. But if, it's, if the person suffers from both movements and sounds, then it will be called Tourette's. And um, those conditions are, they seem to arise out of nowhere where a kid, you know, starts nodding his head for some reason and it just seems peculiar to the parents. They don't know why. It could be a side effect of some medications. We see it in the ADHD medications sometimes that a tick starts after the child starts taking the medication. Um, it can happen from something called PANDAS, which is um, an, an autoimmune condition that happens after a stress um, after a strep infection, and somehow the strep infection stays in the body and causes um, symptoms such as OCD, a tick disorder, sometimes an anxiety disorder or other things. And some people have associated it with Lyme disease, with uh, sensitivities to environmental triggers, all sorts of things, um, and uh, other health diseases, actually, various diseases are associated with ticks. And medications can cause ticks so it can come from a lot of reasons and now there's there's actually a new disorder that came during the pandemic they called it colloquially tick uh tick tock ticks which is it happened in teenage girls predominantly uh, age 15 and up which is a very unusual presentation of ticks because usually they start in childhood much more common in boys almost always running in family histories but with this tick tock ticks uh, which later became known as um, functional tick disorder. Uh, sorry, yeah, functional, sorry, functional neurological disorder, FND. Um, it, it came out of, they think it came out of stress 
and uh, was picked up by people watching other people who have tick disorders on social media. Um, and ticks, interestingly, can be catchy. In those who have a tick disorder, it's easy to to catch the symptoms of somebody else who has one. It's, it's just a very interesting thing, but that's that's new this year, that diagnosis. So yeah, it's a very interesting diagnosis. I'll, I'll pause there for a second before going on to your second question. Just, did you have any questions about that? No, I, I just <laughs> want everyone to know the name of your book again, and that is No More Ticks, yeah. Help for Tick Disorder, Tourette Syndrome, Tick Tock Ticks, and more. We have Sarah Khanna Radcliffe, with us tonight. And yes, what made you write the book? <laughs> I'm going to say Hashem made me write the book. I'll tell you why I say that. Um, I'll, I'll tell the story that I told in the book, but this is exactly what happened. I myself am a regular psychologist. I do parent education and um, marriage counseling and individual counseling for stress and trauma. And all my work is in that field. So I speak on those subjects. I write on those subjects. I actually knew nothing about tick disorders when I started treating them, but the, it happened like this. I had one of my own kids when he was little had a phobia of robbers and um, this would keep him awake at night. He was very little, but he was afraid to go to bed at night. Um, then that, that phobia spread so that it affected him um, after dinner and then after school and then in the morning and then during school and all day. And really it just grew and, and worse and worse over a two year period. I had tried every normal psychological intervention because I had already been practicing psychology for decades. I knew a lot of things, I tried everything with him. I could not cure him of this phobia of robbers or kidnappers, or whatever it was. Um, and one day, uh, well, I actually had him on a waiting list actually for a psychiatrist because we were beside ourselves at a certain point here in the house. And um, the, while I was waiting, I remembered something that uh, a friend of mine had introduced me to many years before that uh, called Bach flower remedies, B-A-C-H, Bach flower remedies. And, and my friend had told me that, you know, these things are for all sorts of emotional conditions. And uh, she explained how helpful it was to her, but I thought it was a very weird and strange, odd sounding thing. And I never considered it after, <laughs> after being introduced to it. Um, but with my, little boy who was not getting better. One night I kind of just woke up by thinking Bach flower remedies, maybe there's a Bach flower remedy for this. And I went to the health food store and read the little pamphlet they had there on these remedies. And it said right in the pamphlet that there was uh, one of the, of the 38 remedies was used for fear of fears, known fears, like fear of robbers or kidnappers. I said, that's it, that's it. We're gonna buy that, we're gonna take that one home. And I gave that to my child one night. We're two years into it. And I had already tried like other placebo effects, like the magic yarmulke, all sorts of things. I was desperate. And, um, but that night I gave it to him. He woke up the next morning and he was completely free of this fear. It was completely gone. He was a normal kid, not concerned with robbers. It completely disappeared. And I thought, this is crazy. I don't know what this is. I'm going to find out more about it. I'm going to quit psychology because nothing in psychology helped him, but this made it go away and it never came back. Um, I signed up immediately to take a course in Bach flower remedies um, and to learn what they're for and how they're used and what they do. And my own uh, tutor in that course was a psychologist, a homeopath and a Bach flower practitioner. Now, um, I had just recently graduated from that course when one day at my office, some parents came by and said, 
um, that they had a child who was very seriously afflicted with Tourette's disorder. They had taken the child all over North America for treatment, but nobody could help him. He was suffering terribly. And they heard I had a new treatment. Could I please help him? I don't remember even telling anybody I had taken this course yet when that happened, but I said, um, well, I don't know anything about tick disorders. Um, and I don't know if this uh, treatment box flowers could help with that, but listen, if you want to try it, we can try it. And I made up a remedy for them. And they gave it to the kid and the same thing has happened to him as happened to my child overnight was cured and it never came back. I kept in touch with that family for 20 years and it never came back. But during that time, anybody who came into me for any reason who happened to mention as a side point that they had a kid or they themselves or a relative was dealing with a tick disorder, I would tell them, you know, here's something that might help, you know, now this we're talking 30 years ago for 30 years, I've been helping people with extreme success with their tick disorders, but I'm keeping it kind of under wraps because this is a, I still thought the whole time that Bach flowers was very weird treatment. I could not explain why it was working. I could not explain how it helped people. I learned over time that the one night cure is a rare thing. It happens in some cases. Fortunately for me, it happened in my son's case and in that first kid's case, because had it not, I would have given up right away. I would have thought, of course not. This is a very weird treatment. Why should it work? You know, But because it had such profound effects in the first doses with these two people, um, I actually persevered with it. And I decided to put this out in a book now, because mostly because my practice is completely full. I can't help all the people who are calling, and even for regular you know, counseling. Um, but for the ticks, it, it breaks my heart, because I know that I have something that might help people. I decided this um, past fall that um, actually, you know, I, I figured I better put it out. I just turned 70 this year, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to put this out because... I think I'm the only person in the world who knows that this treatment works. I've never heard of anybody else using it. I've never read about it. I never saw it. And meanwhile, I've had such success in helping people um, with themselves or their kids rid of their ticks. Wow. And I know it's, and doctors cannot do it. They don't have a cure for it. So in speaking with my own pediatrician who gave a nice endorsement for this book, Dr. Colin Geft, he said, listen, we can't help them. If you can help them, <laughs> then why not try? The, the treatment is harmless. You know, it's, it has no downside. Let them try it, right? And um, that's my philosophy. If it doesn't help you, then you can stop doing it also. And it's a treatment that you don't need to do forever. Once, you, once it works for you, you're finished with it. It's not wow. something you have to take every day of your life. Amazing. Sarah Hanna. I'm just wondering what the reactions from parents are when they do reach you, uh, because I do know that parents are so worried when this happens to their child and they don't know where, where, why, how will it go away. So what do you see happening with the parents? When the ticks first start, and they usually do around, um, somewhere between four and eight years old, average age, I think, for starting is six or seven. Um, they're starting young, and parents are confused. Their doctors tell them, just wait. It often clears up by itself, um, which it does sometimes clear up by itself. So they're waiting, but when it's not clearing up by themselves, yes, the parents are extremely worried, um, but the doctor is not offering any treatment. The treatments that are available um, will be used for people's ticks who are the ticks are really severe, and the reason for that is the treatments are either arduous, um, such as the behavioral therapies that 
help a child replace the tick with another movement. Um, this kind of is really, it doesn't cure the tick or doesn't treat the tick. It just kind of makes the child a little bit more socially acceptable. It's a very difficult treatment and not, it, I mean, it'll be used when, in, when a person has to use it just to function. Um, and up from that, there are treatments that involve psychotropic medication that is quite heavy duty, like uh, the kind we use for psychosis and stuff that is very hard on the body and doesn't always produce the desired results either. And there's even some brain surgeries. Like people are not going to put their kids through any of that stuff because of the difficulties, the side effects, the, ha the, the possible harm, um, unless the tick is so overwhelming. So that leaves most parents with nothing to do for their kids' ticks. Okay, so... When they hear of my treatment, um, they'll be like I was, um, surprised, skeptical, unbelieving. Um, I, I, it's very hard to wrap our head around um, something like Bach flowers. This little, it's, Bach flowers are water, water that had a flower in it for a few hours, and then what the flower's taken out. And it's like, oh, what are we, witch doctors now? Or like, you know, it's, it's like I, amateur herbalists. I, I don't know what, you know, it seems really like impossible, but because people have no other choice really and it and there is no downside to it it's cheap and easy and whatever so we go people will try it and then they're as shocked as i am i'm shocked every time it works myself because i can't i don't even know why it works okay but i'm the kind of person that i don't know why the electricity in my house works when i walk in the house and flip a switch on the wall and all the lights come on believe me i can't explain that either but i'll keep flicking the switch okay and i'm like that with the bach flowers like i don't know why but Dr. Bach, who developed them uh, about almost 100 years ago, uh, he was a medical doctor himself, and his interest was in working with the mind-body connection. And he used it for all kinds of medical conditions. Uh, so I don't know. He had some theory. Now there's other theories. But anyways, I see that it, in many cases, does a wonderful job of making these ticks go away. And are the tick disorders related to other disorders ever? Usually, as a matter of fact, except remember I mentioned the TikTok ticks, um, right. which they don't—they're not associated with uh, any other disorder. The kid seems to have it without a family history and without the, the cousin conditions. Now, the cousin conditions that we normally see in normal ticks that start mostly in boys around age seven—we um, see ADHD, learning disabilities, OCD, um, on the spectrum uh, of autism. A um, bunch of things like that. They're called spectrum disorders, and we find ticks mixed into the mix of that. Okay, that's where they, 80% of people who have ticks have one of the cousin conditions. But of the people who have the cousin conditions, only about 20% of those have ticks. So, in case people came on a little bit late, I would just like you to give again the definition of what is a tick disorder, please. Right, so it's an un, um, it's a movement or a sound that serves no purpose. Something like a hiccup. I think a hiccup has more purpose, but it's like a it could be um, a head banging, head nodding, um, shoulder shrugging, a, um, a twisting of the body, a jumping, a jerking, a squeaking, a singing, um, a sound that you make. There is a form of it that it actually involves foul language, which is very rare, fortunately, but. It's some sort of bursting forth of sound or movement um, that the person has no control over whatsoever. They, they can slow it down, like they can wait, but it will happen. It's unlike OCD. Uh, you can't really necessarily identify a tick 
from other things that might be causing that sound or movement because in a person it might be OCD that's causing that particular sound or movement or it might be um, it might be an ADHD thing or an anxiety thing you can't just kind of diagnose a lot of these tics um, they're often mistaken for other things really a, a neurologist is the best one to uh, take a good look and rule out all the other possibilities of what's causing that sound or movement. Um, but yeah, that's what a tick is. Yeah. So, Sarah Hanna, it's not the only book you wrote. Let's talk about your other book. <laughs> well, I, I have a nice book on parenting that I'm very fond of called, uh, there's two books I wrote there. One right. was the old one, Raise Your Kids Without Raising Your Voice, but there was a, a more recent one called Better Behavior Now. Um, which is sold, that one sold in Jewish bookstores. And um, uh, that has a easy, um, easy on everybody kind of no stress uh, parenting approach that helps uh, children develop nicely without a, without a struggle. So that's one of my, my favorite ones actually. And I wrote uh, older books on marriage and on stress and uh, I forget actually I wrote a lot of books, um, you know, collection of the Mishpacha magazine articles and two volumes, um, Make Yourself at Home and Harmony at Home. Yeah. Uh, All right, I read, I read it every Friday night in oh, the magazine. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> yes, your articles. Um, so, Sarahana, parents, um, you know, have different struggles, mental health struggles with their loved ones, their children of all ages, and picking up a book and learning about the disorder, like tick disorder, is so helpful for a parent when they really are struggling and worried about their child. And we really recommend that you pick up the book. If you know somebody that's struggling with a tick of any kind, it's worth picking up the book. Order the book on Amazon. Mm -hmm. uh, it's available on Amazon. And like Sarah Khan has said, her books are also in the Judaic stores. Um, and what do you want to say to parents about the parenting today and how it's different from when you started out 45 years ago helping parents uh, as a psychologist. How well, different the world, it is. The world has changed so much. You know, we're living in a distorted world. And I think the job of parents has gotten a lot harder to keep their children just normal and sane. I mean, the values now, we, they're, they're unbelievable. They're, they're crazy. And, and children are struggling much more. I mean, I just say, you know, Baruch Hashem, if we raise a Jewish child with Jewish values, at least they have the basics of, of who they are and what they are. And the, the world around is very, very confused and in pain right now. So um, the, the need to, you know, keep our children grounded in truth and um you know their their heritage is more important than ever i would say that and and the parents need to be um kind of unafraid also to stick to our values which are a little bit different than the world at large like you know some of the world at large they're afraid people are afraid of their children they're afraid that of their children um hurting you know of having any any feelings of having any pain they're they they think their children are so weak and you know, um, it's a complete. It's, it's just, just do it the Jewish way, is, is what I would say. You know, yeah. <laughs> there's right. so many good values that we have here that will help normal, healthy psychological development. And thank goodness for that. 
Right. And so, Hannah, my last question to you is social media and the effects of our young adults today. Again, similarly, it, it, social media, um, it, it frightening. Yeah, it shows a, a world and a value system that leads to nothingness and unhappiness and confusion, you know. Um, and in general, people just being on devices, um, you know, is really interfering. Even the secular world complains that they find it hard to have conversations with their spouses or with their children or with their friends because there's so much distraction nobody talks to each other nobody sees each other in person it's all on the screens and whatever it's um it, it's not easy to be have good quality relationships and self-love and peace of mind with all that that's out there social media makes people very anxious very insecure over comparing themselves to you know um, ridiculous <laughs> ideals and, you know, whatever, just nonsense and bad values. So altogether, it's very hard. Well, thank you very much for being on again. And again, I want a little commercial out there for the book. It's a wonderful book. It's an easy read. Um, pick it up. No more ticks. Help for tick disorders, Tourette's syndrome, TikTok ticks, and more. Uh, Sarah Khanna, thank you again for coming on. It's always lovely having you on. Thank you so much. And I want to wish everybody a very good evening, a beautiful Shabbos, and always remember, hang in, hold on, and virtually for now still, hug tight. Tonight's show is in memory of Rivka Bas Yisrael. Please consider going online to mask parents, plural, maskparents.org and donate so that we could continue with our shows and all of our programs. Thank you and have a good night. What are we gonna do without children? gonna do to show we care How are we gonna be there for our children When they feel that life has just not been that fair As we celebrate the Festival of Freedom during these challenging times, we look forward to Pesach to uplift our spirits and put a spark into our daily lives. Since we can't make it to Israel for Passover, we can get a taste of the Holy Land with Evan Zahav's award-winning Jerusalem Gold Wines, which will enhance the Seder meal and the Four Cups where it's important. Choose from the Evan Zahav Special Reserve Cabernet Sauvignon Merlot, Premium Merlot, Premium Shiraz, and Petit Shiraz. Other uplifting choices to make your Pesach sparkle include Doe Privilege, the finest kosher cognac from France. It's a gold medal winner and comes in a variety of exquisite bottles. Other great cognac choices include gold medal winner Doe XO, the Doe Cognac XO Louis Memory Ordage, and very light and silky gold medal winner Doe Extra Black. The Marquis de Brim Cognac XO in a special gift box is a great gift to give. It's a best selection of the premier cruise of cognacs. 
It makes a great Pesach gift. As we celebrate Pesach, let our spirits be lifted up with Evan Zahav Premium Wines from Israel, Wild Goat Wines, Passara de Piatra Brandy, and the finest kosher cognacs in the world, all kosher for Pesach. Imported by Doina, it's available at fine liquor stores everywhere, including Metro Liquor in Linden, New Jersey. For the last 60 years, Marvid Kosher Poultry has been providing the cleanest, finest, and tastiest chickens, turkeys, ducks, and Cornish hens for discriminating kosher consumers. Marvid also has the most kosher supervision, including the OU, MK, Hisachdus, and COR as well. Achag Kosher Vesameach from Marvid Poultry. Ancient tradition, today's taste. UJA Federation of New York, working around the clock to meet the urgent needs of the people of Ukraine providing food, medicine, and other humanitarian aid for Ukraine's Jews and all those seeking refuge and assistance. Needs are mounting every day. Please donate at uja.nyc. Did you ever consider being on the radio or hosting your own radio show? Now TalkLine is giving you the opportunity to produce your own daily or weekly radio program. Primetime airtime is available at very affordable and competitive rates. We're looking for independently produced or organizational programs of interest to the Jewish community in the areas of Judaica or Jewish interest, music, news, talk, legal, medical, or financial. Introductory charter rates are also available for advertisers. For more information, contact the Talkline Broadcasting Corporation at 212-769-1925. Again, that number Two one two seven six nine one nine two five. Talkline Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community.